Good morning, Oceanside. Thank you for joining us today. As you know, we arrived back in Mexico last week and have been in isolation. And as difficult that, as that may seem, it's so good to be home back in Canada. It's such a privilege to be able to share with you this morning. There's no doubt that these are difficult times, times of tremendous uncertainty that have caused much fear and anxiety in the nation. But I want to remind us, church, that our God is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine, according to his power that is work that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Ephesians 3, 20-21 Throughout Scripture, we see that the children of Israel faced many situations like ours. And when they humbled themselves, repented, and sought God, God came through again and again. We see this in the context of Isaiah chapter 60. The exiles had returned to Jerusalem and were under tremendous pressure. They found Jerusalem in ruin. The temple was destroyed and the city walls were broken down. They felt God, they felt that God was not hearing them. They were struggling to believe that God was working on their behalf in the midst of their trials. And into this context, Isaiah brings a message of hope and assures them that God has not forsaken them. In the midst of their trials, Isaiah encourages the people in Isaiah 60 with these words, Arise and shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, as thick darkness is over the people, but the Lord rises upon you and his glory appears over you, Oceanside. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Isaiah prophesied that where there seemed to be no hope, hope would arrive in the person of Jesus Christ, the coming Messiah, the light of the world. Jesus picks up on this theme in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5, verse 14 to 16. He says, You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, church, let your light shine before men that they might see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Church, in these dark times, it is time for the church to rise and shine. Rise and shine is a call to action. That is not a time to step back, but to step up both spiritually through prayer and physically by reaching out to those in need. In 1 Peter 2 verses 9 to 12, Peter reminds us that we are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into this wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Dear friends, I urge you as aliens and strangers in this world to abstain from sinful desires that war against your flesh. Live such good lives amongst the people 
that though they may accuse you of doing wrong, they might see your good deeds and glorify the Father in heaven. Church, this is a time for the mobilization of the priesthood of all believers. God's intent has always been to raise up a royal priesthood, a holy nation, chosen and adopted by God the Father according to Ephesians 1 verses 1 to 4, saved and commissioned by God the Son according to Matthew 28, 18 to 20, and empowered by God the Holy Spirit to be his witness according to Acts 1, 8. A priesthood creating an environment through love and good deeds that will soften even the hardest of hearts. A priesthood advancing the gospel in partnership with authentic apostolic oversight. A servant army, a royal priesthood, a holy nation that is consumed with a deep passion and love for God, for their cities, their neighbors, and the nations. A priesthood not simply known by their preaching, teaching, and worship, or numbers, but by the unconditional agape love of God. In John thirteen thirty four to 35 Jesus is in the upper room with his disciples, and he says this to them, A new command I give unto you, love one another as I have loved you. By this, underline that by this, shall all men know that you are my disciple, that you love one another. God is raising up a priesthood that is secure in their identity as heirs of God and co-heirs of Christ. According to Romans 18 verse 16 to 17, that we are all equal in standing before God, but different in function. According to Romans 12, 4 to 8, that we are not to strive to earn our Father's approval because in Christ... We have already been approved. Paul speaks of this in Romans 12 verses 4 to 8. Just as each one of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to the others. We have different gifts according to the grace God has given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him do it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. And if it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. God is raising up a priesthood with unhindered access to the Holy of Holies. According to Hebrews 10, verses 19 to 24, Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and a living way, open for us through the curtain that is his body. And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart, with full assurance of faith. Having a heart sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promises is faithful. 
a priesthood with the revelation of the incomparably great power that is for us who believe, according to Ephesians 1, verse 18 to 23. A supernaturally natural priesthood, simply going about the works that God has prepared in advance for us to do. We see this in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 to 10. For it is by grace you have been saved. Through faith, this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works that no man should boast. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And finally, God is raising up a priesthood that understands that there is no plan B. According to Ephesians 3 verses 10 to 11, his intent was that now through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to rulers and authorities in heavenly realms. According to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. Church, let us determine in our hearts, according to Isaiah 60, verses 1 to 3, to arise and shine, for our light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon us. See, darkness covers the earth, a thick darkness is over the people, but the Lord rises upon you and I, and his glory appears over us. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your door. Church, this is a time for harvest, an opportunity for you and I to reach out to our families, friends, neighbors, and colleagues. In Matthew 9, verses 35 to 38, we see that Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in the synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every sickness and disease. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Pray to the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send workers out into the harvest field. Then in the next chapter, Matthew 10, he sends out the twelve. To quote Hudson Taylor, The Great Commission is not an option, it is a command to be obeyed. Church, it's time, as I've said over and again in this message, it's time for us to shine. People are in darkness and they are going to see a great light, the light of the knowledge of the glory of God. So I would just like to pray for you. Lord Father God, I thank you for your mercy and your grace, that you saved us, Lord, that you redeemed us, that we are people with hope and a future, Lord. And our hearts go out to the ones that do not know you, Lord God. And I pray that through this time, many, one, many will come to the knowledge of who you are, Jesus Christ, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Savior of the earth. Lord, I pray for a boldness amongst our people to reach out online, and where they can at later times, personally to neighbors and friends and family. Lord, I pray for that, Lord. Lord, I pray for divine protection over our people, Lord. Our, our ones working in the front lines of the city, Lord. The ones at home, 
the kids, Lord. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that your angels will encamp around us, Lord. And Lord, we claim the covenant blessing of Psalm 91 over our people, our family, and our loved ones. God bless you, church. Thank you.